Hi, I'm Rebecca. I am a menopause coach, a nutritional therapist, and a qualified personal trainer. And this is the Menopreneur Podcast. I created this podcast to help educate and empower fabulous midlife women through their menopause and beyond so they can thrive on the other side. Studies have shown that women who knew what to expect during their menopause had a much better experience than those women who knew nothing. So let's get started with today's episode. So tonight we are talking about strong bones for future health. Osteoporosis is one of the major risk factors that crops up for women because of menopause but basically osteoporosis is actually a highly preventable disease what we have to remember is that our bones are not static they're not they don't you know once we're adulthood they don't just stop being being live being a um you know a live tissue a live organ that is constantly maintained and remodeled and there are many factors that can actually contribute to bone loss so things like um, rheumatoid arthritis inflammatory bowel diseases such as Crohn's malabsorption conditions so things like um, celiac hypothyroidism vitamin d deficiency type 1 diabetes, liver disease, and menopause before the age of 45. There are also some lifestyle factors that need to be taken into account. So these are things that are you would consider bone foes. So those are things like stress, too much animal protein, inflammatory foods, salt, sugar, smoking being inactive which then leads to low muscle mass alcohol fizzy drinks not fizzy water but you know things like sodas and there are also if you're taking certain drugs they can also have a negative impact on your bone density so what can we do to protect our future bone health Well, we need to look at things like good digestion and good gut health. Um, If you listen to me a lot, you'll hit probably pretty much every episode, actually, that I will mention gut health (laughs) as being vitally important because it is vitally important to our overall health. Whether Whether you're a menopausal woman or not, it is absolutely vital. So and changing so that you're eating more vegetable proteins and more alkaline foods because um, one of the things that uh, especially for menopausal women is that and obviously the the trend for key for the keto diet the problem with the keto diet is that it it puts you in quite an acid state so your body responds to that by leaching calcium and which part of your body has the most calcium it's your bones so there you know you do need to be really careful and maybe some kind of modified keto diet so maybe something that's that's lower carb rather than no carb um is the way to go if you're 
a, a perimenopausal menopausal woman so you can do eat, eat more fruits and vegetables so improving your diet um maybe reducing the amount of caffeine that you're having drinking more water you know we especially for women women actually you know normally the statistic is spouted that we're sort of 70 80 percent water but actually as women get older that reduces remarkably where we're we're literally only 55 percent water so and having not having you know not being properly hydrated can have effects you know a massive effect actually even very slightly dehydrated can have a massive effect on our cognitive health so making sure that you are getting adequate vitamins, so your your vitamin D, your vitamin K, um, boron, zinc, having your you know your essential fatty acids, so your omega oils, making sure that you're doing strength training, um, and also by doing that and improving your balance and flexibility, because as we get older, we tend to lose that that mobility, having those, being able to do those functional things, like just getting up out of a chair without needing to use our arms to do it, those things, those functional movements that we need. So I I spoke there about diet. So what can we eat? So fish, obviously oily fish, especially for your getting your omegas, your EFAs, um, cooked greens, fermented soy, yogurts, fermented foods in general actually because those are things that are going to improve your gut health um making sure that you're drinking like i say plenty of water and remember that greens actually contain calcium it's not all about milk <laughs> um you know when we think calcium we think milk but actually um dark green leafy vegetables contain lots of calcium but also vitamin k which we need um, and making sure that like i said that good gut health so making sure you've got lots of probiotics and prebiotics to improve your gut health and strength training improving that you know if when you strength train you're putting stress on your bones and that makes them it basically makes them form you know more sh- stronger denser bones so and and that doesn't necessarily have to be you, you know, lifting a, a, a you know a two hundred pound barbell. That can be you walking. Walking is a resistance training. Um, so because you're you're the, you're putting um, you're putting pressure on your bones as you as you hit the floor. Increasing your increasing your muscle mass. So not only will this help improve your your balance and also your metabolism but it again it will help you with those functional exercises those functional movements that you need even just you know being able to do things like carry shopping um get up out of a chair to be able to walk up and down the stairs without having to hold on to the handrail those things because having stronger muscles contributes to you know that better daily function so you know whether it's you know reaching for things you know making sure and reduce it because having that functional that functional mobility will and the good balance will stop you from having falls and um in 1989 Sinaki um 
which was a study, uh, a guy that did a study basically concluded that disuse and inactivity can cause bone loss, whereas weight-bearing exercises maintain or improve bone mineral density. There is a significant correlation between muscle strength and bone mineral density. There is evidence that strength training exercises may lead to an increase in the mineral density of bones to which the muscles are attached. There's always cause and effect so you you can't improve one thing without you know you're improving one thing but you're also improving something else down the line and the why of this so the statistics behind this so 75 percent of all hip fractures occur in women you know that that's that's a big statistic the lifetime risk of hip fracture is one in six in um women so you know that that's quite big a 50 year old woman has a two nearly basically 2.8 so nearly a three percent risk of death related to a hip fracture during her remaining lifetime so you know we talk about about breast cancer being something you know that we're we're always worried about but there are actually other risk factors that are much higher and cause death within for, for postmenopausal women than breast cancer. Um, and this is one of them, hip, hip you know, fractures. One in five women will not receive an osteoporosis diagnosis until they have had three or more bones fractured. So even if you went um, with a fractured bone, the chances are is that you will not get a DEXA scan, which you know, is we should be having, it should be the same as when you have a mammogram now or you have a smear test. DEXA scans should be something that is part of our preventative health care. And after experiencing a fracture, one in eight of those affected with osteoporosis will go to break on another bone within a year. So, you know, though those are quite a quite stark statistics, but as I said at the beginning, it's a highly preventable disease so what we can do is we can basically avoid those foods and those lifestyles things as much as possible that sap our you know our, our bone foes we need we can increase the things that are our bone friends we can include things like probiotics and fermented food to have so we've got good gut health and we can move more move more and do weight bearing exercise it doesn't have to you don't have to lift weights you can use your own body weight for that you know these are really simple things that we can do to protect our future bone health so i hope you enjoyed that episode and found it informative to make sure you get notified of new episodes be sure to subscribe and follow from your favorite podcast app if you want to contact me you can email me on rebecca at the empoweredmenopause.com until next time